Uh, where exactly are we talking about? Is it a certain location, or is it kind of spread out throughout the state? The, and thank you again, Ralph, for the question. And, and they're spread out a bit around the state. Um, you go over to uh, Randolph County, and then if you travel down towards the 95 corridor, so then there's uh, Blayton and Robeson and uh, Columbus counties. You travel north, and then you get to Johnston and Wilson and Nash and Edgecombe. And continuing uh, north, you get to Halifax and Northampton. Then we swing back east, and then we get to Bertie, Martin, Washington, and Terrell. So those are the 14 counties that we are targeting. And when we mention you know, helping rural North Carolina residents, what exactly specifically are we talking about? How is this impacting North Carolinians? This is a, a, a Biden and Harris administration um, effort where it is an intentional all-of-government approach to community and economic development. And when I say an all-of-government approach, uh, rural development, USDA rural development, we have a portfolio of close to 70 different programs. But we realize that those 70 different programs don't necessarily check all the boxes of what the community needs are. So if you were to go to www.rural.gov, www.rural.gov, you will see the 20 federal partners who have come to the table with rural development. And we're essentially, those, those 20 uh, federal organizations, like rural development, we want to have an intentional effort to get revenue to these communities to make community economic and community and economic development um, improvements. You mentioned it's part of the Biden and uh, Biden Harris administration, and I know infrastructure bill has been a big thing uh, for the last couple of years. You you see, you know, the bridges and roads being renovated all across the state, all across the country. I know we discussed um, headlines of like you know uh, getting access to Wi-Fi and internet to these rural counties. Is that part of this as well? Uh, absolutely. Um, not only the bipartisan infrastructure law, but also the Inflation Reduction Act. And so the different things, whatever, the different measures of this administration, what have you, um, is, again, an intentional effort to address some of the issues of concern. We were talking before uh, we came on the air today about um, just the, the lack of um, high-speed internet in a lot of the rural areas, what have you. And if the pandemic didn't show us anything, it showed us that high-speed internet is a necessity. Yeah. Um, we talk about it as the new utility where if we're not going to talk about or discuss whether or not we have electricity or plumbing and new construction, we need to stop talking about whether or not we do high-speed Internet. So absolutely, all of the things that you're talking about, all of the uh, different initiatives that are coming about this administration are all part of this, initi- of, of this particular effort with Rural Partners Network and then some. So how is this all being paid for? Is this new money or, or is it, where, where is this coming from? That's a good question. This is not new money. Um, essentially, the partners that I mentioned, mentioned to you with on, on the website, again, www.rural.gov, those partners all have difficulty getting money to some of these rural areas. And so we look at what we call unserved or underserved areas. And essentially, it is an intentional um, review of how we spend. And when I say how we spend federal government as a whole, how we get revenue out of the door and where that revenue goes. And a lot of times these underserved or unserved communities in these counties that I mentioned and other counties, not only in North Carolina, but out the country, throughout the country, that there are federal offices that essentially they're going to be targeting revenue. It's not a near mark, it's not a set aside, but they are targeting revenue with an intentional effort to get the revenue out of the door to the areas of what we call the unusual suspects, individuals or communities that typically do not benefit from federal government resources. Again, we're talking with uh, Reginald Spate, State Director for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Uh, and I'm, I'm wondering, 
what are the next steps now that now that we've announced that you know that you guys are adding staff how does that look what what are the next steps for this essentially these community liaisons that you are referencing the staff that we hire these community liaisons will be engaging with communities when i say engaging with communities we appreciate the virtual world but as we just talked about a few moments ago a lot of rural areas don't have the high speed internet to do the virtual connectivity and being from eastern north carolina and got a shout out to pitt county farmville where i was born <laughs> Um, in rural areas, we're still used to doing things face-to-face, just like we're doing here in the studio today, Rob, that I'm sitting across to you, we're having a conversation. That's what I want my community liaisons to do, to be able to go and engage with communities, meet with them face-to-face, sit down and talk to them about their needs. And I can tell you when we talk community, community is not necessarily the, the county or the municipality. That community could be a homeowner who needs some housing rehabilitation, that they need handicap ramp access, that they need uh, grab bars so that they can what we call age in place. Um, a senior citizen who does not want to leave or go live with a relative or go live with their children, uh, but they're able to live comfortably in their home that they work hard to pay for, and they should have the opportunity to be able to live there, stay there comfortably and safely. And so those are the type of conversations that we want to have with these community engagements. There is not a, a, an issue that is too small for us to talk about, and there's certainly not any that are too large for us to talk about because we have the opportunity to wrap, to wrap resources around those conversations. And I think a lot of people can relate to that as well. It's, it's one thing to do, uh, like you said, with using high-speed Internet and doing a Zoom call is one thing, but you – I mean, just like right now, you and I here in in person, in the studio, having that connection or having that in-person conversation, I feel like is an extra step and it it helps things move faster and and go further. Absolutely. And and I know that this this hybrid situation, when I say hybrid situation, it is allowing us to... The, the pandemic has allowed us to come up with different innovative ways to stay connected with each other. Um, some conversations that we still need to have face-to-face. And it is my expectation that the community liaisons blend those conversations. Yes, there may be some virtual meetings, but it is certainly my expectation that the community liaisons are actually and physically in communities on a regular basis, particular times, particular days of the week or what have you, so that any individual in those uh, counties who want to engage with our office, they have easy access to us.